0: Good morning and welcome to the Marcus today pre-market podcast. My name is Henry Jennings. It is Wednesday, the 2nd of November, and as usual with all the information contained in this podcast, it is general advice only so please do your own research. Contact your own financial advisor regarding any of the thoughts, ideas or insights in this podcast. All right. Well, scores on the doors from last night. We did have the U.S. markets down a little bit, not huge amounts. But we are, of course, waiting for that Federal Reserve meeting. Two-day meeting finishes Wednesday their time. And there is a question and answer session with Jerome Powell ...afterwards as well. So we'll get that news early Thursday morning uh, from our time. 75 basis points, obviously uh, highly anticipated there. And of course, yesterday we had our own RBA raising rates by 25 basis points, which was the most anticipated number. There were a few outliners at 50 basis points, but uh, came to pass at 25 basis points. So scores on the doors, as far as the Dow Jones goes, down was down 80 points... Or 0.24% to 32,653. The high was up 243. The low of down 248. So only a 500-point trading range for the Dow, and pretty much closing in the middle there. The Nasdaq was down 97 points, or 0.9 of a percent, 10,891. The S&P 500 in the middle for diddle. Well, actually, uh, worse than either of them, to be honest. Uh, Down 1.15%. 45 points to 38.56. The VIX volatility index, 25.81, up a smidge, not a huge amount, but certainly uh, better than expected economic data in the US uh, did curtail some of the bulls. Bear in mind that October saw the Dow Jones up 14%, 14%. So that is a big, big October. And as Green Day once said, wake me up when September ends. And that certainly was the case for the market. But economic news last night did point to a better economic environment from the U.S. In fact, uh, one that will make uh, Federal Reserve Chief Jerome Powell uh, think a little bit harder about the 75 basis points this time and probably a, um, another rise in December. But the jobs openings jumped in September uh, they rebounded sharply. The number of employment vacancies totaled 10.72 million, which was way above the 9.85 million that uh, the market was going for. We also saw the ISM Manufacturing Index, which posted a 50.2 reading, uh, which was above the estimate of 50. So uh, slightly above there. And uh, that was um, a little bit... Uh, bullish for the economy, which is a little bit bearish for the market as such. European markets were stronger following the Dow Jones rise the previous night, and Asian markets being stronger as well. Stocks: 600 up 0.6 of a percent. FTSE, up 1.3. Germany up 0.6. France up 1%. Spain up half a percent. We did see a big move yesterday in China. Was up 2.6%. Japan up half percent. Hong Kong as well, up 5.23. And one of the reasons why our market rallied quite so hard yesterday was resources were rallying really hard. There was some social media commentary coming out of China that maybe some of the COVID restrictions may be relaxed. Uh, we've yet to see that really happening, but certainly Hong Kong is gearing up to reopen. They're talking about the airport reopening to, um, to foreign travel at 5.2% for that Hong Kong market last night. So as far as the U.S. market goes, uh, they all opened higher, but that jobs opening number in September did show the resilience of the labor market and that uh, obviously heightened fears that the central bank may keep up the aggressive hawkish stance as it tries to fight that inflation three-quarters of the 21 stocks making 52-week highs in the s&p 500 all also set all-time records chevron is also in the dow jones industrial average certainly uh, the big rise in some of those energy companies has driven the dow and seven s&p 500 stocks set new 52-week lows So uh, there's still some stocks setting lows. And one of those uh, suffering last night was uh, Amazon, which closed down for the fifth straight day. It fell to its lowest level since April 2020. Um, And the company projected sales in the holiday quarter would be far below expectations. The stock dropped 5.9% to $96.79. Airbnb also coming out after hours. Uh, They gave a disappointing outlook for bookings in the first or the fourth quarter, rather, the shares fell more than 9% after hours. And this is interesting. US financial institutions spent 1.2 billion US dollars on likely ransomware related payments last year. And Elon Musk has said the premium version of Twitter, called Blue, will cost. <laughs> Subscribers, eight bucks a month, and will include a verified check mark for paying users' accounts. Good luck with that, Elon. Uber shares popped up nearly 12 percent, they beat revenue, uh, and uh, certainly they are doing well with despite the high inflation, rising rates, and that strong dollar. So they did well today. And also, we saw Bank of America Merrill Lynch sell side indicator which is one of the contrarian indicators for a market rally, uh, has reached its lowest level since 2017. The bank said historically when the indicator was at the current levels or lower, subsequent 12-month S&P returns were positive 94% of the time and the median 12-month return was 22%. Let's face it, the Dow was up 14% in October alone. So that is an interesting number. 60% of the time, it works every time. Looking across at commodities last night, uh, we did see Brent crude slightly ease 1.38%. $1.32 to $94.65 seems to have been a particularly mild start to, uh, well, it's autumn at the moment, We're coming into winter for the Northern Hemisphere, but a particularly mild start, which may really help the energy situation in Europe. Gold was up 0.32%, $5.20 to $16.49.7. We did see the US dollar index ease back ever so slightly, 0.04%. The Aussie dollar around 64 cents still, 63 But that gold price up a little bit, $5.20. In other commodities, copper was up 1.2%. Nickel had a very strong night last night, was up 6.1 percent aluminium up 1.5 zinc down 2.1 lead up 0.2 and ton up 0.3 of a percent. There were some big rises in resource stocks, especially BHP in ADR terms, about 3.7 percent. Rio ADRs up 3.04 percent. So, some big runs there. Freeport, McMurran were up 3.8 percent. Alcoa 4.7 percent. Tech. Unfortunately, 1.2% down. Anglo up 6%. Glencore up nearly 5%. Vale up 3.8%. Arbomile missed the memo. Apparently, they were down 03 of a percent. Arbomile, one of the world's biggest lithium producers, of course. In US stocks, uh, generally, we did see Apple down 1.8%, Meta up 2.2%, Google down 4.3%, Microsoft down 1.7%, that Amazon move, uh, really quite uh, nasty, fifth straight day down, 5.5% down, Tesla was up 012 Netflix down 1.8%, US banks slightly higher, Wells Fargo, the best of the bunch, 2.1% better, and Block, the artist formerly known as Square, was down 1.8% last night. So uh, interesting times for the US market as we head into that Federal Reserve. Uh, 75 basis points widely expected in our time on Thursday morning. The iron ore price was a little bit better yesterday, up 0.7 of a percent, Um, but it has got a little bit of volatility there certainly. And the coal price did recover slightly last night as well, up 2.5%. Bond yields, US bond yields, 10 years, 4.05%. Two years, 4.55%. Aussie, 3.76%. So interesting seeing those bonds relatively stable last night. As far as local news goes today, there is a big pharmaceutical global pharma company called CIPLA, which is apparently looking at Australia for acquisitions. And National Australia Bank was the first. Bank And, of course, it won't be the last bank, but it was the first bank to actually raise the rates uh, that we have seen uh, after the uh, RBA yesterday. And the analysts are saying that the PEP, the Pacific Equity Partners, bid for ReadyTech, which they made yesterday, is too cheap. Treasury uh, is uh, also, the Government Treasury Department, is preparing to release an options paper that will look at the regulation of the controversial buy now pay later sector so that is something to uh, to watch out for in the market so uh, more news on that to come in the due course in company news this morning uh, westpac wealth could be back on the menu for amp could be looking at that one again not much on the corporate front so far this morning although we do have the amcor uh, numbers out this morning i haven't seen them as yet But they are certainly out. Apart from that, it's a relatively quiet morning on the corporate front. Just scrolling through a few things at the moment. And we do have an announcement from Vulcan Energy, uh, which commences a strategic French expansion. So there's some uh, positive news for Vulcan there. And uh, just in other news to hand, we have GMG. Let's see what they have to say for themselves. Uh, GMG Goodman Group, of course, they have issued an operational update this morning. So uh, that will be interesting to see how they're going. They usually go pretty well. But that's it from me. Question of the day today. Uh, Just before we get to question of the day, I've just been told by Damien that our oil price movement was wrong uh, that I read out earlier. Uh, The Brent crude price was up 2.1%, $1.93 to $94.65. WTI up $1.82 to $88.65. Thirty-seven. You just can't get the staff. And going back to the question of the day today, given that yesterday was Melbourne Cup day, how did you go? Did you have a wager on the Melbourne Cup or did you say nup to the cup? Clearly there is a movement at the moment and it has been for some years for saying nup to the cup, but just interested to see if you had a wager on the Melbourne Cup and how did you go? Did you win? Did you lose? Well, that's it from me. Thanks very much for listening. Have a great day and may the trading gods be with you.